now dumb for having listened to it. Welcome back to the Hooray for Tagging edition of the podcast. This is episode 66. Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who catch up regularly in the CBD. Now, one of the blokes, which is Grant Hill, has done his back. It's a sad story. We join him from Ward 6 at the hospital. Grant, join us. How are you, man? Look, I'm, I'm close to death. Uh, I have done myself an enormous mischief. Um, I, For those of the from the podcast that probably don't, understand, don't know, I went in for a knee arthroscopy, bit of a clean-out. You know how it is. Went in with uh, Doc Reed, bit of a clean-out. Um, come back from the clean-out, all good things. Weight-bearing as tolerated was the doctor's report. And you did and the opposite. I did the exact opposite and weight-bared way too much and have thrown my lower back out and now feel like a horse has kicked me in the bum. So, yes, I'm currently lying down at Custody Hill, and uh, I'm I'm all fired up for the game though because hey, hey we won one. <laughs> we won one. Thanks very much. We can have a positive podcast. I'm actually just relieved more than anything. Mate, sign worship for ten years. Uh, keep the entire coaching staff um, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not going to go that far, but yes. Uh, now, uh, let's talk. Essendon finally winning. I'm liking the fact that we brought in a young kid named Dylan Clark, and he's finally right on the top of the agenda. We're going to get straight into it. Second game plays in what I reckon is is almost on form. The top midfielder in the in the country. Yep. Reduces him to eleven disposals. And has 23 himself, over 80% efficiency, and has 10 tackles. That's a fair effort. How was his uh, disposal efficiency? Yeah, it's, it's just over 80%. Oh, so you said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you literally asked 80%. the question I just revealed, but thank you. That's okay. Trust I'm sick. you got to make allowances. Um, You've got the Gumbledons. I haven't got a touch of the Gumbies at the moment. I'm going to be out for uh, four to six, and then I'll be back for two, and then I'll be out for six to eight. No, um... <laughs> Mate, Dylan Clark, the young kitty. I tell you what, is that a little, a little sledgehammer of a hint to the to the selectors that the kid can play? Well, you would like to think so, wouldn't you? I mean, I was, I mean, I, I'm, an, I was a little bit surprised myself how well he did because his first game he was a little bit Star Trek of Star Trek. Oh, so stars. He was a little bit Doctor oh, Spock until I worked for Ospo Star Trek. Starstruck. Um, yeah, and that was against the Tigers, and, and he didn't do so well. And, and then I see him line up on Patrick Cripps, and I'm like, uh, this could Jeez, get... They, they couldn't have... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was Sheeds. Sheeds was back putting bloody Matty Banks on Severio Rocker on, on Anzac Day. I thought it was like, could you give the kid a harder job in his second game of AFL football? Yeah, and sounds like, the, uh, from from reports, sounds like Kelly was the instigator of that of that move. Uh, and, and it sounds like he texted uh, Dylan saying, hey, you're up for this challenge. And he said, yeah, of course I am. Uh, and he's, geez, on your pops. he's great at with He's grabbed it with two hands. And uh, it just was, uh, look, I was really surprised. I mean, I, I must admit, I, I, I do love the way Dylan Clark goes about it. I, I still was always nervous about his elevation to senior footy. And, and that's really just from a kicking point of view. 
Um, but he handled it okay. Like, he, he had a few moments, but overall, like, he his clearance work and his just competitiveness actually shined out more than anything. And, uh, and I, mate, I, we've, we've said this before, and I think 100 podcasts ago, I think I said this in that the kid's got every possession you can possibly get in the VFL. If you lead the comp in the VFL in, in contested possessions and overall possessions in the VFL, I'm sorry, but that has to translate to the AFL. Now, if he's if he's got a touch of the um, if he's got a touch, I was I nearly said I nearly said a name then that Scott would have laughed at um, from a, an old mate of ours, <laughs> yeah, yeah, an old mate of ours from primary school. I would he couldn't kick the ball very well. I was almost going to name him, but I won't do it. Um, if he's got a touch of the dodgy boot about him, how dodgy? Like seriously, is he kicking it with his knees? Because for a kid that gets that many possessions and contested possessions are the hardest to get, mate, if he's if he's half decent, chuck him in the AFL because getting your hands first on the ball and showing what he did against an absolute contested possession beast in Paddy Cripps, I look, I tell you, he'd want to be a real bad kick um, not to get a game for mine. Yeah, look... I think I think fans should be a little bit cautious and not go too gung ho because he, look he is going to have his moments and, and people who watch the VFL will know this. He, look, he's going to have his moments where you go, oh no, that was not the best kick, <laughs> and, and and that's just reality. Yeah, that's, but Dyson Heppel yeah. does that as well. Yeah, there's <laughs> a few guys actually yeah who get games that do that as so. Uh, but he he's going to have those moments. Uh, it will be very interesting when we play a side like a Gold Coast where there's no obvious sort of tag, like what, what we do with him, do we just play him as a just a genuine just midfielder, just get the ball? Um, yes. So I, I think there's a lot of questions still for me about what the coaches see of him in long term. But Look, I mean, I don't know yeah. that he's particularly in the first string or even second string considerations for a, a midfielder. I mean, he's... We've had opportunities in the past to bring in midfielders, and we brought in Braden Ham. So I mean, it's—I don't know that he's sort of front and center in in the coaches' minds. But congratulations, young man! You've well and truly just elevated your name and made it difficult to select anybody else if the likes of a or to to select anybody else long term to replace Smith. Well, yeah, I saw a great tweet from Mitch Cleary um, who noted our last four losses and the most dominant player on each of that team being between 30 and 40 possessions and and sort of saying, gee, it makes you think what would have happened if Clark was on these guys and were able to sort of half their sort of output in the game. Uh, and it's and that's the, the bonus of what the coaches would have seen is a, a real tactical weapon. That as that Essendon now looks like to have in future, because uh, it's not something we've overly done as a club, and it wasn't really Warsfold's mantra to be honest. But I mean, no. they gave Myers a few kind of run with jobs a few times, and and a half of negating someone, and just little sort of bits. And but this was like a, a proper full hundred and twenty minute tag. Uh, I'm going to nullify your whole presence in the game, and it was done. It was very, you know, Damien Preville kind of old school like, uh, and it's was. just it's just great to have that um, ability as a club to, especially in finals and those sort of things where 
you know, you, you come up with a Richmond and, and you've got a Dusty Martin um, kind of stopper. If You know, obviously Martin could still beat him on the day, but you've got at least a, a, an angle of a go, well, we can, this guy can hopefully nullify at least 30% of what this guy can do. And, and, it, and it can get you over the line sometimes. So it's, look, it, it, it was a great outcome. I must admit, I 100% agree. I looked at him and thought, if at the end of the game, him keeping Paddy Cripps to bugger all possessions, um, if he had got like eight possessions total himself and two hardball gets and whatever, you'd go, well, okay, well, he didn't do much, but Cripps did nothing. But to pull 23 and 10, like 10, what was it, 13 kicks, no, 13 handballs, 10 kicks, um, hardball possessions, over 100 um, super coach points, um, I tell you what, that's that's working in both directions, which is uh, definitely should be rewarded, um, and definitely should earn him two or three more games in a row. Yeah, well, exactly. Six clearances and ten tackles. So uh, you you've you've had a great game. I mean, that's just a that's good a, midfielder's that's game. Actually, an outstanding game, just quietly. Uh, so look, and another guy who often gets unnoticed. Um, I actually thought Matt Guelphie had a fantastic game. He's one of those guys that you look at the end of the game and go, oh, his disposals, you know, they're okay. But he has, sometimes in in some games, he has such a presence in a game. Like he he just com- competes so physically hard. Uh, yeah, do you know what I like about the Iceman is um, effort. Yeah. He's, he's not six foot eight. He's not like huge unit he's not sort of going to run out of the uh, out of sight he's not massive or anything but he he makes every contest uh, a hard strong contest he he does this the one percenters really well like he's if he crashes a pack or he goes hard at the ball he doesn't then sort of crash it and then make it so that his body flies out of contention for the next possession he, he'll crash a pack but he'll stay on his feet yeah. And he's he's good to go for the second sort of yeah, it's good contest point. and um yeah I like I like the fact that he's he's sort of he's a, he's smart he knows he, he crashes packs that's great and he he but he, he stays on his feet and he he continues to be part of the um part of the play which I think it should have demonstrates how and, and shows people like you and shows people like me that he keeps seeing his face because he's not a one contest and I'm out kind of bloke. Yeah, uh, look, he, he's really, um, these last month or so, he's had two or three really big games where he's probably been in our top five or six. Uh, and look, uh, again, a great late pickup because um, he really is just grabbing. I love players who grab their opportunity with two hands. It's just one of my things. Uh, and we'll talk about a few other guys that, you know, who that, potentially haven't, who haven't, <laughs> but uh, he's just one of those guys who's just getting games on just fierce competitiveness. And it's look, we've been crying out too. I mean, we mentioned the, you know, the analogies of the Hardwicks and the Solomons and and that kind of thing. Now they're not going to be as physically sort of angry at that kind of player, but their their effort mirrors that kind of play. Uh, yep. And and you know, you get Clark and Guelphy and. And you, you start to see a little bit a bit more hardness in the side and, and it's one of those things that I like personally. I I think Richmond do it well and a few few other sides do that kind of hardness really well where you you know you're in for a long sort of a long game physically. Yep. 
so I thought to, um, and we'll just sort of discuss this maybe before we go to a break. Uh, well, I thought the back six, our back six is is elite at the That's moment. the best in the comp. Yeah, I mean, the the Ambrose, Hooker, Hurley, Saad, uh, in some cases sometimes McKenna. McGrath, McKenna. Uh, it, it, I mean, Redmond. And Alan's going to say, don't you dare forget him. Yeah. It's just really elite at the moment. Like, uh, to have nine games in a row where the opposition's only scoring 66 points. Uh, now, don't, don't say, that, don't say that, that so quickly, dude, because you said that to me earlier, and it, it dawned on me how actually seriously impressive that is. Um, the, the, opposition player, the opposition teams are averaging 66 points against us. Like, if we had a functioning forward line... <laughs> I know, we, we probably... I mean, we would have won three more games. Seriously, I mean, uh, with uh, Truck Rutten, if if it's Benny Rutten that's doing this to our back line, then double his pay on the spot. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to... I mean, obviously, Harves is the coordinator of the back, so you've got to give him some credit. Um, but I think it's a team structure as well. Uh, we're, we're getting better as a team defense as well. That, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, be so... You got to give Rutten some serious credit because uh, it's really working. Like a, it's it's one part of Essendon that is improve. You could say is the obvious improvement from last year. Yep. If you're saying, "Oh, have we improved?" Uh, then you go, "Yes, in that area, clearly uh, and statistically, it, it's it's very evident that we're have improved in that area." And and we've had a good run now of our back six sort of being not injured. So. Like Redmond's now what I'm only guessing played his sixth game or so in a row. Hooker. Yeah, that's yeah. You forget about how nice that is. Yeah, continuity. Hey, I mean, where when you guys have just played the same week after week after week. Pearls uh, has been there for a while. Yeah, has been there. Paddy Ambrose is just the silent everything. Yeah, so it's it's sort of been a bit a, a nice settled back group, uh, and and it shows. Uh, it's definitely the strength of the Essendon Football Club at the moment. Uh, we're obviously working towards the, a, a forward setup, and I, I we'll talk about it after the break. I think Mitch Brown will be a, a key inclusion to start the settling. Yeah, I really hope Fantasia, so. Fantasia, obviously, um, and Stringer, obviously. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully after the break, we can get these guys to play sort of a month of, of footy as well, and then I I think you'll start to see a, a better Essendon Football Club. Uh, yep. There's still a lot of things to improve, and we'll talk about again after the break. So, um, also, um, I want to raise um, just by the way that this might become permanent. I'm currently lying on my bed recording the podcast, which I'm a massive fan of. Um, <laughs> this is quite quite relaxing indeed. Um, but when we get back from the break, I want to have a chat about Tommy Bell. All right. I'll, right. I'll leave it. I'll be interested to see what you think because I've got a few things to say about that. So it'll be interesting okay. to see if we're aligned in All our right. thoughts. All right. See you after the break, mate. Welcome back to the number one Essendon footy podcast in Montrose, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> that would caught me by surprise then, Pete. <laughs> that's, 
That's right. That's made me chuckle. I like that. Uh well, we could have claimed to fame somewhere. That's true. The uh, the Dandenong Rangers uh, fan Number base one. here is is Essendon crazy. Based fan, fan based podcast in the Dandenong Rangers. <laughs> it's, Absolutely, it's insane here. It's it's going off the charts. <laughs> All right, so what do we want to chat about? All right, so let's talk about Big Tommy. Now, I'll give you my view, and I'll you can sort of give you your view. Uh, I've my... got, I can sum it up in six words. I'll just let me just jump in there. Okay, I'll sum it up in six words for you. Poo. <laughs> well, I'm look. I'm going to challenge that a bit because. Uh... All right. <laughs> I understand when you read his stats, it's got two possessions next to his name. Uh, yeah. At least they're hundred. At least they're hundred percent efficiency. Uh, That's true. Uh, but watching the game, I I'll give him some credit because I thought he was actually his physicality was actually really strong, and his tap his tap work was really elite. And uh, he felt like he had a presence, even though he wasn't getting the ball. If that makes sense. Um, it doesn't actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, look, dude. I, look, I appreciate. I love, love Tommy, but I guess thirty-eight, thirty-six, or whatever touches he got, hit, hit outs, and like you said, several of them were to advantage, and he did quite well um, against a bloke that's basically operating on two nubs at the end of his knees in cruiser. But a very um, good ruckman, though. I like. Uh, I think. I think cruiser. Cruiser won the day by far. That was my view. Yeah. But, but that's that's my point is that um I just I just would love to see and he did it a couple of games ago. I just would love to see Tommy taking a few packs around pack marks, a few marks full stop around the ground. I don't think that's t- too much to ask in a modern for a modern ruckman. Tap you- outs to advantage are excellent and Tommy Bell has always been a great tap ruckman, right? But I just think two two other than that two possessions you are not taking advantage of a six foot foot six bloke around the ground if he's only getting two touches yeah i I mean i do agree look i I must admit though i i kind of felt like uh tommy's kind of limped to the halfway break i think I, i i get the feeling more than any other player he's more thankful for a week off with his body uh than because he's carried a lot of light because we've had Obviously, Zach Clark injured for a bit. We've obviously had Draper down, uh, so I—I I don't know. I my—I kind of feel like I want to cut him some slack because I, I see him competing hard. But I also get what you're saying. He's—he's got to have a more, uh, I guess, uh, helping out with with uh, disposals and marking around the ground. But I do sense he's—he's he's a bit of a tired boy too. Yeah, and no, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I. Yeah, I haven't played any AFL games of footy this year myself, but um, I but I just guess like we're we're not even halfway through the season yet, and if Tommy's a bit tired, fine, that's cool, but yeah, two possessions, mate. That's we, we're going to talk about work rate from a couple of players in the not too distant future, and work rate for those guys one of you well one of those players you're about to say that what the work rate means you should be in the vfl well unfortunately tommy tired and work rate means it's not much you gotta you gotta do more than two possessions but this is the this is the positive we won a game of footy uh, podcast well so we'll move on from tommy now well let's talk about 
a really big positive. Uh, uh, Parish backing up uh, a solid ah. a solid game. Uh, Thirty one disposals, two goals, uh, eleven clearances. Uh, so he's what he's had twenty clearances in in, in two games. So. And some people might say clearance is a little bit overrated, but uh, but it's still it is the first you get your hands on the ball first, and that's that's still a skill uh, to release the ball and, and give us possession. And and it's what we need. Uh, people, teams left and right scream for um, first hands on the ball, first possession. The AFL is so cutthroat nowadays that 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 first kick forward from the center can mean everything it mean it can mean a market center half forward it can mean uh, a quick kick forward it can mean a goal nowadays so center breaks are worth their weight in gold yeah um, it's just great to see uh it it, uh, it was definitely i mean we most a lot of people thought it was his best game uh last week for the club uh I, look can I be transparent uh i can't reveal too much but not all thought his game was good and I'm talking more uh, officially at the club last week. Really? Yeah. Um, I heard some stuff. I'd love to, mate, if you, can, if you can get some quotes that won't give it away too much, I'd love to understand why um, 31 touches, <laughs> 16 kicks, 15 handballs um, is not exactly a great game. Look, I, I think if I'm being honest, I think obviously they still thought it was a good game. But um, the word structure was mentioned to him, I believe, um, during, okay. during the week about positioning and and doing. And so, from what I hear, and I um, and I've heard it a couple now from really good sources that there some very honest chats were had during the week about the structures um, and realigning. Uh, what's the word? Team values and team-minded uh, values, and and not stat kind of getting values. If that makes sense, if I'm okay, if you can hear between the lines, uh, doing okay. doing the team things and, and and working as a team, and 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 it's interesting because I I can I can see that myself a little bit. Uh, so this time I actually thought. You know, and I thought last week he was actually really good, but I think the the pleasing thing would be they really enjoy his game on all levels. Uh, Parish this week, and 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 that and a number of guys. Um, I thought as a game, I thought the first forty minutes was a horrific spectacle. <laughs> That's, oh. It was oh, just. Man. It was just. It was yeah. super mega fugly. The, uh, yeah, the first. I, I was not in the even even when we we're fourteen in front. I was like. Uh, I can't get excited about this because uh, it's just not good. But then I, I got, once sort of getting towards half time, I felt like our structure changed a bit. Um, and over the ground, we started to run the ball and there was actually guys present in the forward line and there was contests. And, and McKernan, even though he didn't hardly get a stat, he was bringing the ball to ground, just doing the little things. Yep, Even if you can't get the ball, compete. Uh, we, um, tap the ball on. Of... Do a hard shepherd. Do a tackle. You know, just the one percenters. Just operate as a team. 
um, and yeah. think, think selflessly. And I, I thought we started to do that a little bit better. Um, and then the game kind of, then we kind of smashed them really after that. We, it quickly went from 14 to 40. And, um, yeah. and, and then I thought, okay, that's more how I want us to play. Uh, and I think it's a next step for the club is to have, uh, I guess, a bit of a selfless act on on team first. And it, look, it, and it's not easy because I think we. This is my personal feeling. I think some. I think historically, a club has shot ourselves in the foot by probably over bringing guys in and out, and it's brought a very nervous energy to the club of of I have to perform or I'm out. And that, that's usually... I don't, a, I don't think that's the case. I know that's the case. Yeah, and usually... I understand people say that's a healthy thing, but I think if you're doing it too much in and out, uh, I, I think it can be almost dispiriting. Uh, and the fact that some of these guys have now had some continuity... Um, hello, and, Mason Redmond. Hello, Mac Welfie. Yeah, Parrish, Langford. And now they've now yeah. played four or five games in a row. Um and you hope Laverde is a little bit the same. Uh, speaking it, of uh, speaking of old mate, are we happy if Jaden Laverde is as he looks for the stats? As he looks for the stats, twelve possessions, two point two goals. Are we happy for Jaden Laverde to be that as a forward? I am. Yeah, thanks very much. Because <laughs> so am I, just quietly. Yeah, I mean I that's mean, that's him. That's him getting back into form too. And that's not that's not full Laverde. That's. That's a very. No, I, I mm. mate, chuck him in a forward line. Don't worry about midfielder for Jaden Laverde. He gives me two or three goals. Trust me, I'm not. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what mate, we needed. Some of the mm. best forwards in the comp average two game, two goals a game, and they're reliable and they're great. And it's two two. He should have kicked the first one. He missed as well. So yeah, I mean, he didn't. He, we've talked about his kicking before, but yeah. I, that uh, the the mark he took in the third or last quarter. Uh, it might have been the third. A really great body use contested mark. Uh, he, he looks physically very strong at the moment. Uh, yep. And, and I'm really liking it. I, I think once Fantasia comes in and Stringer, it's a really good setup. I think it's a really good physical presence and with some really smart smalls around them. Uh, yeah. I, I actually like the, uh, the setup that could happen. Uh, so, look, it was... It was yeah, you're right. He should have actually cooked three or four, but that's more of a positive. Uh, cause... Oh, 100% it's a positive. I, again, I look at Parrish and go, the kid's a midfielder. The kid's a midfielder every day of the week. Don't try and make him a forward pocket. Don't try and make him a winger. Kid's a midfielder, right? Same with Jaden Laverde. I've said this before, I'll say it again. The kid's a high half forward. He's a high half forward that can lead out of a square up to half forward. He can take a mark. He can jump out of the gym. I yeah, and and again, it's a lot of a, a lot of sort of learning games for me. This one again, it's just mm. reiterated. Laverde is a forward. Reiterated pa- Parish is a is a good quality midfielder. Shown as Dylan Clark, who's got talent. Well, they've got serious talent. They're playing him in their positions that they 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 know, and that's. I know it sounds like it's a. It's not, it's not meant to be a sarc- it's so not, yeah, it's not meant to be a sarcastic comment, but it's just reality. They're playing in the positions that they know, and they're playing it. They know it. They know how to play it. Yeah, well, you know, it's. Yeah, I know. I know. Positive. 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 Positive podcast. 
Look, and look, I really do like Worsfold's comment um, as much as I would say about time. Uh, he did mention that his philosophy now is is now more focusing on the kids coming through. Uh, so that's the first time I've really heard him kind of talk about that philosophy, about let's find out now what these kids can do. So, okay. I, um, wow. I, look, that's more, that gives me more of an upbeat than the actual game. Because I... Uh, I... Mate, if, if he keeps doing that, this is the thing, it's if he keeps doing that, playing kids has never heard an AFL coach ever. No, and, and you've got to balance it with some, some senior players. So... And he will. I yeah. mean, Shield will come back in. Stringer will come back in. Joey D will come back in. Um, Smith will walk straight back in when he can. Um, there, there will be Fantasia, all these guys. They'll come straight back in. But um, Clark has got his opportunity. Redmond is taking it with both hands. Um, it leads me on to potentially one player who's not taking it with both hands. Who would I be talking about? <laughs> You're still worried about Aaron Francis, right? Yeah, I am, mate. Eight possessions. What what are we doing with him? Well, it, it's it's a hard one because <laughs> when he got the ball, he looked so good. Like he he had some passes and some plays that were amazing, and, and that's the frustration. And and I understand he's probably learning the forward craft. And, and look, and it might be a situation where the Essendon guys are saying this is kind of where it's at now, Aaron. You've got to learn the forward craft because. That back six at the moment is almost number one in the AFL. Uh, statistically, they are in the last nine weeks. So you're not taking Mason Redmond's spot, to be perfectly blunt. Uh, so he's got to either learn that position if he wants to keep playing seniors. I think that's just where it's at. And with Stringer and Fantasia coming back, um, I wondered if Aaron might be the fall guy, but I still kind of feel like Begley might end up being the fall guy. Um, I agree, yep. yep. Because I, I, I've said this last week. I still don't feel like his body's there yet. And that's not a... And again, I'll say it again. That's not a That's not a, a knock on him. That's just coming from an ACL. I, I just feel like he's just not there yet. Uh, so I, I think a, a Begley and a Bagley might be sort of the the ones that will get looked at. But... I can yeah, especially e- if he's going to play kids. But I can easily understand if they kept a Bagley and a, and a Francis out because uh, Bagley's body language is so impressive. You know, his, his physicality and uh, and they might decide that over a Hawthorne, you know, a tough Hawthorne kind of outfit. So it, it, we'll talk about it after the break. Um, it, it is a really hard one to know what we'll do. Uh, so... Have, we'll have a think about it, right? So say Brown's going to get an extra two weeks of running and fitness. So you're yep. going to have Brown, Stringer, Shiel, and um, Brown Singer, Streel. Fantasia. Uh, yeah, and Fantasia. Uh, all right to go. So then what do we do as a club? So we'll, that's a little teaser, and we'll talk about it after the break. What do we do with Aaron Francis? What do we do with Aaron <laughs> Francis? Did you like that? That was pretty good. That was terrible. Okay, bye. Okay, okay, bye. Who win it now? 
Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Before the break, we discussed about the likely changes after the break. Look, before we do that, I did forget to mention one obvious that I needed to mention, and that's the Captain Dyson Heppel. Uh, he is playing his butt off at the moment, and I would hate to have a show if I didn't mention and give the guy some credit because 36 disposals, just... just 22 contested possessions. He is working his ass off. Uh, one goal. Yeah, uh, I must admit. And, and look, I'm giving a lot of credit because he, uh, he's, he's one guy that gets his leadership questioned and after the Sydney game and it was questioned and even I didn't like the smile and all that sort of stuff. But I cannot deny that he is working his butt off uh, for this club and wearing his jumper with so much pride. And I just want to acknowledge that and thank him for that, and uh, and couldn't be more prouder for him. You would hate to um, you would hate to ever go through an entire entire podcast and not recognise him, or just expect thirty six possessions to become standard for Dyson Heppel because he's doing it week in week out, and um, uh, it, the the club is so much the better for it. He is really seriously one of the um, the best captains in this comp at the moment. Yeah, he, he's just representing the the jumper really well. So I just had to mention that uh, before anything. So yep. okay, we have a situation where let's say four guys coming in: Brown, Shield, Stringer, Fantasia. It is a really tricky situation because outside of Brown, Brown might be just the the fifty fifty. The other three are obviously, you know, top eight players, would you all say? Shield, Stringer, and Fantasia. So you've got to play them. It's not like you can say, oh, no, you know, the team won and you guys have to wait. It's not that case with those three. If they're right, they're coming in. Uh, It just makes for a tough one. I I kind of feel like um, uh, maybe a, a Begley... Bagley and McNeese kind of view the world. If, if... They're the standard choices, yeah. Now, it was interesting because Wusher actually praised a little bit of McNeese uh, after the game. So they're, they're seeing something that in them and, and whether it's just shut down role. Um, and he had a few good smothers and a few good efforts. Got uh, It was a much better game than the previous week. Uh, so it's interesting what they'll think of how they think everyone sits. And, and I really don't know. It's a very hard selection committee, this one, to know what they think. Uh, but what what are your thoughts? Who who you got? You got similar to me? Oh, absolutely. I, I guess... Because um, they couldn't get Dylan Clark out, could they? No, no, no. That, that's literal cheese. If you get dropped after that game, you should be really, really peeved. Um, yeah, look, I, I agree. Begs, Begs is better for the run wherever he plays. Um, and if if it means Fantasia Smith and as uh, not Smith, Fantasia Shield and, and um, all those guys are coming straight back in. So I guess yeah, bags, bags. They love bags in that side. So do I. Yeah, and he's a genuine Bagley. He's the only one I generally don't know because yeah, look, if he he's one of those players who plays, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Like he plays, uh, and then it's maybe a uh, a Francis or Laverde, but. Uh, but it'll be interesting seeing how they how they view this one because some of it might even come down to matchup. Uh, you know, yeah, Francis that, is a tall and McNeese is a small, and how they see that you know matching up 
to the Hawks. I think the Hawks are a fairly tallish team. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, uh, and I'll be, yeah, I'll be interested to see if Clark goes to an Amira too, by the way. See if they... Yeah, and I, I think Hawthorne are a good side at the moment, but they're not they're not absolutely brilliant at the moment. Um, no, they're run of the mill. They're run of the mill. I think they're one position above us. So they're, they're having a pretty si- yeah. similar year where they're hot and cold. Another good test for the Bombers this week, I reckon. It really is. And next week too, we'll single at the bye. <laughs> Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> this week, next week, yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, look, it is. It's a really important game because it's two sides right next to each other. So it's the opportunity to sort of leapfrog them. Uh, and look, ironically, and it sounds crazy, but if we do beat the Hawks, we're actually a 50% chance of being eight in eighth position. Uh, which is seems seems which is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, but it's surely you've got to mention this and say, hey guys, we may have really blown a lot of the year, but the reality is, uh, it's been an unusual year from all teams, and there's not it really much. Has actually. Yeah, and there's not much distance between fourth and twelfth. Uh, so string some games together, guys, and uh, the year could flip could really flip on its head. Uh, whether we have the structures and consistency, I it has to be sort of proven to me to, positive, to see positive, that. Positive, 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 But I do like what I'm hearing during last week. It was the first time I went, uh, when I started getting some feedback, and sorry I didn't tell you this, but, <laughs> but uh, when, I oh, started, yeah, no, that's fine, yeah. when I started to get some feedback um, about just conversations after last game, conversations during the week, um, and a lot more emphasis on structures and teamwork. Uh, I at least like, and, and even, like I said, Wush's message on the young players being more of a focus. Uh, I feel like that's now aligning to to uh, a better message and a, a more positive future. That's yep. uh, And if they can buy into that, uh, especially into the selfless sort of teamwork, if everyone can have a role and understand their role. And Clark's a perfect example of a guy getting picked, saying, here's your role. We don't want you to be flashy. We don't want you... You need to nullify this guy and we'll have a good chance of winning. And he does his role to perfection and we win. And and I think those kind of the examples that we need to start sending to uh, all our players and say, everyone's got a role. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a 22 guys going out there with a role and a structure. And if we can do that and start developing that message, then there's a lot of hope for this club because there's a lot of talent at this club. Mate, absolutely. Preaching to the choir here, trust me. So I came away at least going, you know what, my mindset is quite positive today because I'm hearing some good things. I'm hearing the right messaging. Uh, uh, I hope they can back it up. Uh, The Hawthorne game will tell me a lot. Uh, Hawthorne at Marvel is pretty good. That they're they're quite a smooth team under the roof. So yep. it, this will be a very hard challenge, uh, and will test us a lot. And it will test us because we we may have three or four changes, and then they might be really good, really good ins, but there's still there's still a side that is chopping and changing personnel consistently. And uh, I think that's that's the only concern, I guess. Is uh, and I do feel for Wusher on this part definitely. That, that he's not, not as yet had us settled side for five or six weeks. 
where the, you know just the one change uh, or the or no changes uh, and and you can tell with our back six to the to the front six what how much it makes a difference when you have no changes to constant changes you know you got one end really settled playing brilliant footy and the other end all over the shop and, and trying to work things out as the game goes along so I do get that part and I and, and I don't criticize Wisher for that uh, because that's that's just an unfortunate thing of having multiple injuries um, and having three or four guys coming in in and out so I do get that part so please understand that there are some parts I'm very compassionate on uh, I, I still think just as a club we have to preach structure 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 that's just my personal uh view but um, but again mate, it sounds like they are so that's i'm going to treat it as a positive yeah look and and that's i'm with you i i've heard a lot of um a lot of feedback on wisher as a coach and um duke Lassie and all those guys are talking about give him a, a break he hasn't had continuity and all that sort of stuff i'm not i'm not seriously concerned about john's um, ability to coach football. He's a premiership winning um, coach, uh, brilliant footballer, all of that sort of stuff, right? The bit that I'm worried about is exactly what you just said, structures. Yeah. I, I just I just worry that the structures that we see being implemented or being undertaken by the players are so painfully obvious and yeah. totally reliant on individual brilliance that you can't say that we've got yeah. Richmond structures or we've got Hawthorne structures or Geelong structures or those sides that you know what they do. They do it well. They're, yeah. they're drilled in it. And I just, that's the part I worry about. I, please again, tell me if Pagan's paddock isn't our, isn't our no. forward line structure or please tell me we're only doing it because we don't have the tall marking people down there. And we want to have Fantasia running onto the ball because he's good at it. That that's my only part. I, I positive, positive podcast, and yeah. I, I'm all for that. But I, I just, I just worry that there needs to be more structure than than they're currently showing. Well, it sounds like to me during the week, my it sounds like to me, and I, look, I can't reveal too much, but I, 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 I believe it was quite um. Uh, passionate the message to players on implementing the structure uh, and and a lot of emphasis went on the players and, and and that's you know I said this last week that I'm not quite sure if it's the players not obeying or it's the coach or it's the coach's plan uh, that I disagree with because and this will give me a, an interesting sort of month ahead because what if the players actually do start uh, you know, saying, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to be a selfless team and, and finally get these structures set and play. But, mate, you know you know what I'm worried about? Unfortunately, in that scenario, is it is it the coach giving the structures or is it the players playing those structures? Ultimately, mate, unfortunately, in the real big world of AFL coaches, both of those problems are the coach's problem. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And, and, and that, that's probably that's why he's passionate is. during the week because he knows. He would have known coming up to Carlton, He, you know, whether he likes it or not, the, the drums would be beating if we lost. So he, and, I'm sure he implored to the players, hey, for everyone's sake, uh, we need to start doing these structures or, or we're all in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I agree. And, and the, the annoying part about Carlton is that it's not, 
it's not something that you can hang your hat on and say, yeah, geez, look, we really had great structures because it was Carlton and there could have been the Villa Maria Society for the Blind out there pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they're, they're, they're obviously a broken club and the, the coach has been pretty much sacked today and... And yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> hate, hate to see the coach go, but don't care because it's Carlton. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've yeah, that's another whole subject in itself. But man, they've they've really they've got internal cultural problems in that club. Oh, huge! Oh, I mean, pick the wrong players, many... draft the wrong players, trade in wrong players. Yeah, uh, they they've just the fact t- that Daisy Thomas is running around in that side still is amazing. Yeah, well, um, yeah, they got they got some issues. So, uh, that, thankfully, that's theirs. Uh, and and we'll take the bombers any day of the week. I'll, really? Yeah, I'll take our list any day of the week and try and work out that and try and solve that. Yeah. Um, so look, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, sorry, we we did advertise that Ronnie Lerner was going to be on today's show. Unfortunately, with totally our little eye to you. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, with our technology setup, we can only have actually one person calling in. So when I got the call that that uh, Mr. Heel was in, I was I was down. It was down. Black Hawk was Black Hawk was down. Ronnie was very kind to say, "Okay, let's do it next week." I uh, do owe Ronnie several dozen beers for that. Uh, so we'll have Ronnie Lerner on as a bit of a half year wrap up uh, sometime in the next week, and we'll get his thoughts on where Essendon's at. Uh, yep. So thanks everyone. You can catch us on the socials, lunch catch up at on Twitter. Uh, still going great. Uh, just can't believe how how many followers are clicking on. So very much appreciated. Right. Facebook page, lunchtime catch up podcast. Just search for us. Um, it's free to anyone to join. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google, whatever you want. You can hear the show. Yeah. Uh, always subscribe. It's always better when you subscribe or follow. Uh, love to hear comments. Love to hear feedback. Uh, we, we... I wonder also too, Scotty, if people understand when we say uh, you should subscribe to those um, uh, those platforms. Um, just, just between you and me and the fence post, we don't get any money for that. So like... I wonder when people, when you hear people say, oh, like and subscribe and all that sort of stuff, it's not because we get a brass razoo from it. (laughs) It's just, we quite literally, genuinely just say do that because it's the easiest way um, to listen to our podcast. Um, You get notified straight away and it's uh, it's just really simple to do. So for anybody out there that thinks, oh, like and subscribe because we get money for it, quite literally, Scotty and I get paid exactly nothing. Nada. (laughs) No, 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 across any of these platforms. <laughs> we, I still, I still wonder why I'm doing this out of all my time. Uh, but it's just, everyone, I think everyone likes, it. everyone likes we an external it. project and something different. And we've loved, we love talking yesterday. And so, especially uh, because of the feedback we get as well. Like I said, we, we, we get we, a good community, don't we? Absolutely. We, we love the feedback that we get from people, especially on the Facebook page. And Scotty gets it. Um, on Twitter, and we see some of the reviews on SoundCloud and that. Um, we really, we really love it. Um, I, like I said, I've, I've, um, got a dodgy back at the moment, so I couldn't get over with Scott. This is two weeks in a row, but um, next week I'll be over at Scotty's place, and we'll do it again. So we love doing it. We love the, the fact that you guys are out there listening and, and giving us feedback. Like last week's show, last week's show went absolutely ballistic, and 
Um, we love seeing it. So we'll keep doing it. But yeah, remember to like, subscribe. And um, where can they find you, Scotty? Uh, look, I mean, most people just find me on Twitter on Scooter. Uh, True to the Red Sash, I'm, I'm the admin of the Facebook group at True to the Red Sash. So you're welcome to go there. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, yeah, find me at the footy, actually. <laughs> Yeah, find us at the footy. If you, uh, you shoot us a message, say hey. If you can uh, come up, and we'll uh, we'll have a chat if you want. Yeah, one look. One day we'll actually just say, hey, we're going to the G. Me just sit so and so, and we'll just be sitting there having having a drink, and you can meet having us and a, chat. Having a pie and say hey if you want. So we'll 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 find out a, a good game to do it, and just have people come see us. Um, so uh, yeah, that that'd be fun. Uh, cool. Look. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I won't drag it on too much. Uh, it's going to be... A, enjoy the break. Uh, try and get away from the intensity of footy for a week. And and, and I'm going to get with... I'm going to uh, join the family, do a few family things. And a uh, good time to just have a mental break for a week. And But we will have the show back next on Monday just to talk with Ronnie. Uh, Beautiful. Thank you, everyone. And go Bombers. See you, boys. See you, boys.